Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renewed Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami. All right, well, let me ask you one more time, how's everybody doing today? All right, all right, you're not, not where I want you to be yet, but you're going to be in just a second. Come to life, take another sip of your coffee, and then answer me one more time. How's everybody doing today? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That helps me a lot. I, I know you're like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard, but it's the truth. It helps me a lot. Um, okay, well, welcome to Renew again. My name is Pastor Trevor. I'm so glad that you're here this morning. We're in the, the opening of a brand new sermon series called Where Are You? And we'll get, get into that. Are you guys ready to get into the word this morning? So we're going to start with the text, but, but this isn't the primary text. Um, it's one of the opening stories in the Bible, forms the world that we live in. Everything that is in the world today that we deal with, everything that we struggle with can kind of be like pointed back to this scripture. I mean, death, divorce, disease, every other D word you can think of and the rest of the alphabet. All the struggle of humanity goes back to this, this story. It's in Genesis chapter 3. Maybe you've heard of it. It's called The Fall. Some of you have heard of The Fall. Anybody ever heard of The Fall? Raise your hand if you've heard of The Fall. Okay, a few of you have. That's okay if you haven't. Uh, I'm not going to uh, read the entire story. Let me summarize some of it. I think you may have the whole story, but if you do, just bear with me, Victoria, because I don't, I don't think I'm reading it all. The serpent was more crafty than all the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said, we may eat from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. You must not touch it or you will die. And, and the devil, the serpent, who comes in the form of a snake, because snakes are evil, I think, anyway, you don't, but maybe you don't, I don't know. Uh, but he comes and he says, you will not certainly die, for God knows that you will eat from it and your eyes will be opened and you will be like God. And, and uh, there, he's, he's asking this question. This isn't my primary text. I would dig a little deeper into this. But he's, he's just kind of like opening this door for Eve and, and ultimately for Adam, for this couple, the first couple, to, to be introduced into sin. He says, you won't die. No, you'll, you'll just begin to, your eyes will be open and you'll be able to know good and evil. When the woman saw the tree was good and pleasing to the eye and desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some, she ate it, she gave it to her husband and he ate it, then both of their eyes were opened and they realized they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and they made coverings for themselves. Okay, so all of that was set up for this, this kind of this verse, which is kind of a setup for the sermon series. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, and said, where are you? Where are you? So this is the opening to my message and the opening to the series. Um, it's this idea, it's, it's a, a, a thought that comes to my mind of a question that God asked, but did he really have to ask it? Did he really not know where are you? Like, where are you, Adam, in the garden? I mean, it may have been a big garden, but he's a big God. Like, he created all of it, right? And, and it doesn't matter how like, much hide-and-seek you've played or how skilled you are at it. You can't hide from God. But he's asking them, where are you? But I don't think his question was so much, where are you in the garden? 
as much as his question was, where are you in relationship to me? Right? Where are you in relationship to me? So let's, let's pray together as we get into this message. God in heaven, I thank you for today. I thank you again for the word. I pray that it would speak to hearts and lives of those in the room, those that are online, even those that will watch this later on. I pray that it would be a blessing to them. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. It's not a question that I have to ask as much anymore, and it's not a question that my family has to ask of me much anymore. Quite literally, they don't ask, where are you anymore? My family, my girls, my wife, they don't ask, where are you anymore? Do you know why? Life 360, yes, tracking. They do not ask the question, where are you? Why? Because my family always knows where I am. And I always know, not the, well, the little one, I don't know if hers is set up. Yes, hers is set up. She just got a cell phone. She's in seventh grade. We gave her a cell phone. So I know where she is, but she's always with her mama anyways. If she's not with me, she's with her mama. Um, but I don't have to ask that question, and they don't have to ask that question. But they do sometimes ask this question. They don't say, where are you? But they ask this question. I think we have it. Why are you there? Why are you there? Right? And I'm like, ah, oh, I forgot. They're on Life 360. But they're, they're always like, why are you there? And so maybe that's what this series should be called. Why are you there? Not where are you, because we already know. God already knows. Not we as in me and God. God knows where, are, where you are, but maybe he needs to ask the question of you, and you need to answer the question, why are you, why are you there? Why are you there this, this year in 2023, the first day of the, the, the new year? Why are you there with your health? You can tell sometimes by, by uh, just observing a person if they're where they need to be or not and you don't even have to ask that it's just like why are you there well because I eat way too much you know after eight o'clock at night like why am I there it's because of some of my bad choices why are you there with your finances right like you don't have to ask where you are oftentimes with people that you're close to in certain parts of their life but you can say instead of where are you why are you there why are you there with your kids why are you there in your marriage why are you there and you fill in the blank in all of these different parts of your life. And maybe that's the question God was really asking Adam and Eve. Not where are you, but why are you there? This series is going to take a closer look at where you are in the relationship with God and ask that question, why are you there? Why after 20 years, 40 years, or however long it's been, do you still struggle with the same insecurities, bitterness, addiction, Sin. Why are you there? This series, and you know, I, I, I wrote this message, and I'm, I'm kind of like thinking to myself, I'm not sure how this message is going to end up. I, I, I kind of wrote the message, and, and uh, I built it off of a series that I saw in a, uh, from a church that I, I follow sometimes, and it's like my message is like 30 pages on, on my iPad, which 30 pages on my iPad is like about 50% longer than the normal message that I would preach. And uh, not, not that it's like 30 pages, like eight and a half, you know, 12 font on, on uh, you know, single space. That, don't, don't worry, don't get nervous that I'm going to be that long. But I don't even know where I'm going to stop today. I think I may have to two-part this message, if I'm honest with you, because I think this is just going to carry over to next week. But here's the point that I'm trying to make. Um, 
there are some things that we're going to cover today and then over the next few weeks that I don't want you to miss. I don't want you to miss the things that we're going to be talking about because we want to help you, no matter where you are, we want to help you to get to that next place that God wants you to be, to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ, to grow in your relationship with even the church and in your, your maturity levels. And so there's, there's these stages of maturity that we're going to identify, and um, it starts with, the very first thing that it starts with is this, this place where it's really not even a level of maturity, it's the seeker stage the seeker phase, where you haven't even fully surrendered to God yet. You're not even in the phase as uh, what we will start with, which is the infant. You're just a seeker. You're somebody that's seeking after God, but you're not sure if you truly and fully believe in Him yet. So you're not in that stage of maturity yet, but this is where it starts, because every believer was once a seeker. Jesus promised that if you seek you will find. And when we come to realize that there is, has to be more to life than to get up, go to work, pay bills, retire and die, as my dad would always call it, call it there's more to life than working dead. Like if you, when you figure that out, like then you're going to join into this life that we call the, the relationship, the walk with Jesus, Christianity. Seekers aren't, aren't sure Jesus is the answer, but they're looking and they're questioning, and they're searching, and that's okay. And if that's you today, that's okay. And I'm glad that you're doing that even today. Seekers are here for different reasons. For some, because someone invited them. That's why it's important that you invite your friends to church. For others, it's because they've gone through a traumatic experience, and, and you're, just, you're just like you're, you're searching for something to fill the void in your life. Whatever the reason for why you're seeking, let me tell you, I'm glad you're here today. You can, and, and I've said this before, you can belong even before you believe. If you're not a Christian, if you're not a follower of Jesus, but you still want to be a part of this family and this fellowship, it, it's not exclusive even if you don't believe. Now, Christianity and faith is exclusive. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So you do have to, before you, you know, get to that place where you, you face God in eternity, you got to make sure it's right. But here at Renew Church, you can belong before you even believe. Does that make sense? We'll still love you. We'll still welcome you. But we want you to take that step to come into a relationship with Jesus. But the first step is, as I say, it's seeker. From there, we go from, from being a seeker, and I don't know why this podium is moving so much this time. Maybe I got it. Maybe I got it. From there, we go to, from seeker to infant. From seeker to, to infant. And this is the place where you start off as a baby Christian. This is where a, a stage where a person says, I want a relationship with Jesus. I've decided that I'm no longer going to be a seeker, but instead, I need a relationship with him. And it may be at the end of months or years of seeking, but it's the point at that relationship, it's at that point in the relationship uh, that, that it begins with Jesus. I love that this is a place where seekers can come. I'm thrilled that we have lots of baby Christians at Renew Church. I'm honored that we have people that are brand new to faith and they're coming here. Don't ever think that we're, we're, we're not excited about those that are, are newer to faith and it's like, oh, wow, you know, we have these people and they're not very mature. No, that's what Jesus seeked after and sought after, those that were lost and that needed to be found. I realize spiritual infants, infants need constant care and feeding. I know that as an infant, it can be sometimes be messy and loud, but I also know they represent new life. 
They represent potential. And oftentimes they stretch the mature believer or the, the, the seasoned saint, if you want to call them that, that person that's been in the faith for, for years because it causes them to come out of their comfort zones and, and to take their focus off of themselves and to, to look to others. Just like a human baby, as a parent would for their, for their human baby, this infant. You have to sometimes care for them. 2 Corinthians 5 is the verse that we live by. It's the verse that's on our, our, uh, our you know, little uh, wristbands and everything that we talk about. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. The new is here. And we celebrate that with every person that's in that stage of faith as a, as a, uh, a seeker coming to know Christ and then becoming a, an infant believer. But don't stay there. Move beyond it. Get... Get out of the, the, the shallow end and go into the deep end. Go into a place where you start growing and, and really maturing in your faith. At Renew Church, there's a lot of ways to do that even in this coming year. Like we have all kinds of ways to get connected. We're talking about some of these things. January the 8th, we've got a guest meal, which is a great place for new people to come and see a little bit more about our vision and, and values. Actually, it's not even vision and values. Guest meal is really just hanging out with some of our directors. It's, it's almost so low like the 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 bar is so low like you just come and eat and if somebody says anything about the church it might be like a few sentences or something but it's really just to hang out that's all that is the next week is growth track where you learn more about our vision and values and and we learn a little bit more about you we we just get to know one another a little bit more these are ways to get connected baptism is next week what a great way to start in your relationship if you're a brand new believer or if you're seeking God today and you want to surrender your life to Jesus and be a new believer, get baptized next week. We're going to do that next Sunday. And I'd love to talk to you about that. Check a box on the connection card if you want to do that. Small groups are starting the end of the month. If that's you, if you're interested in being a part of a small group, what a, what a perfect time to do it at the beginning of the new year and the beginning of January. If you're a new believer... If you're a baby Christian or a seeker, you've come to the right place. That's, that's the point that I'm trying to make to you. The, the next stage, if after seeker, after infant, is the teenager stage. This, this is the age when you're kind of that adolescent. And in, in human terms, a, a mature teenager, you're not an infant anymore. Uh, they can take care of some things on their own. If they're hungry, they can make a sandwich. If cold, they can find a way in and get a jacket. They still need a lot of guidance, but they can be trusted with some responsibility. You see what I'm saying? You, you see the difference between a child, a small child, or an infant, and a teenager. In the spiritual journey, teenage believers are able to reason biz, biblical principles, and they're deepening in their relationship with Jesus and others in the body. They're discovering strongholds in their lives, and they're beginning to break free from these things. In other words, they're not staying on milk. They're beginning to eat meat. Does that make sense? They're starting to mature in their life. Romans 12 says, Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith that God has given you. Remember that, the measure of faith that God has given you. So here it is. It's, it's infant, then it's teenager, then the, there's the adult stage. We'll be talking about that this month. The adult stage, in Ephesians 4, he says, Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up to him who is the head, that is Christ. In our journey, in our relationship, and in our walk with God, as an adult believer, you become a productive member of society, just like 
as an adult in society. You, you become uh, a part of, of the community and you begin to earn a living and you provide a home and you make a difference in the world. You do something that fits into the greater community of life and that's the same thing in the community of faith. Does that make sense? You're no longer a baby. You're no longer just a consumer. You're no longer just receiving. No, no, no. You're, you're not even just a teenager developing, but you're actually a part of uh, building and, 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 and uh, supporting this community. These things are happening. Health, healthy relationships are happening with Christ and the church when you're an adult believer. Major strongholds are being broken and you found your place. You're serving. You've, you've, you've done these things that we talk about. No God, find freedom. You've discovered your purpose and you're beginning to make a difference. You, you realize that it's not all about you anymore. It's about others. These are all things that are happening as you mature in your faith and as you walk with the Lord. Does that make sense? Do you see where we're going? The last one is the parent. This is the fifth stage. This is the parent. We who are strong in the faith should help those who are weak. We should help them with their weaknesses and not, not please only ourselves. Parents are adults who reproduce themselves. They're more concerned with their kids than themselves. They sacrifice their time, their energy, their finances, and everything else. And those of you that just came through Christmas as a parent, you know what I'm talking about. It's about trying to make sure that the babies and the kids are getting those things that they're hoping for with, you know, <laughs> within reason, right? I mean, some of them want way too much, but, uh, you know, I got to talk to my girls about that. <laughs> just kidding. But they, we provide guidance, protection, correction. In, in the spiritual life, spiritual maturity as a parent... It means we're sharing our faith. We're, we're helping others to come to accept him. It's, it's that reproduction that's happening of new believers coming to, to faith because you've shared it. You've told somebody about it. You may have even... I, I was talking to somebody on the way in this morning that they saw on social media that someone else that they knew, a friend on Facebook, posted about Renew Church, and they're at church today. Even though that person's not at church today, they're at church today because of their friend on Facebook that posted that they like and they go to Renew Church. These are things that are happening in the maturing and adult believer. They have a deep concern for younger Christians. They sacrifice time, energy, finances to help the young believers. All of these things are happening in this mature stage, in this parent stage. Do you guys understand where I'm going with all of this? Do you see it? It's seeker. It's infant. It's teenager. It's adult. It's parent. So I, I, I don't, I, I realize that this is what's going to happen. I have enough time to talk about how all five of these things, there's, there's one other piece that I have to cover before we can really fully get into the series. Um, and, and it's this fact that you can be fully devoted and still be that very first stage as, as an infant believer. So I guess I, I would call it the second stage. You can be fully devoted and not fully mature. So that's what we're talking about for the next few minutes as we kind of start wrapping up the message. You can be fully devoted and not fully mature. But I, I want to say this, you cannot be fully mature and not be fully devoted. Does that make sense? If you look up the word devoted in the dictionary, it's zealous attachment or affection. 
The Bible goes a little bit deeper on this, this verse in 2 Chronicles chapter 16, 9. It says, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those who are fully committed to him. Another word, the amplified uh, version of that, that fully committed is those that are blameless. So fully devoted are those that are all in. They're holding nothing back. They're, they're just fully in to this thing. They're, they're devoted. Fully mature relates to being at the appropriate level of development at the current stage of your life, in, in your Christian life. So fully mature, you, you might not know much about the Bible, and so you might reasonably be a teenage Christian. You might be 50 years old, but you might be an adolescent in your faith. But you can still be fully devoted. Does that make sense? You can be fully devoted and not be fully mature, and I want to make sure you understand that. Here's what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4, and I'm going to invite Kat to come back up as I kind of start wrapping this message up a little bit. Ephesians chapter 4 says this, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers, gave the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Stop right there for just a second. Back up one, yeah, back up to right there. So it says, um, until we reach the unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Whole measure. As if to say that there's a half measure. As if to say there's a quarter measure. As if to say there's a one thousandth measure of the fullness of Christ. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? He's saying until we reach that, until we uh, reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown in here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting lig ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its wor work. That's Ephesians 4, 11 to 13. So what's the job for those of us that are in leadership at Renew? Directors and staff and even uh, just different leaders. If you're in leadership at Renew, there's a few things. Teach you how to serve so that as the body of Christ that we can grow strong. Get, get you plugged in. Work to unite us by our faith. Get this understanding. Help you to, to grow to maturity. What level of maturity until you have the fullness of that maturity, like the whole measure of that maturity. You know what that says to me? That says to me that we're not there yet. I think it said to Paul, to the Ephesian church, he wasn't there yet, and they weren't there yet. But I think it says to me and to us at Renew Church, we're not there yet either. It says there's probably some job security in this, this role that I'm in because <laughs> we'll never all reach the fullness, right? We'll never all reach the, the, the full measure 
because there's always people coming in. There's, 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 there's always people that are at that very entry level, maybe that quarter measure of the fullness of Christ. It tells me that when our work is done, uh, our work is done when everyone who calls this place uh, their church, they're, they're involved, they're serving, they're committed, they're giving, they're, they're a part of a, the family, they're, they're in a small group. When they have the full measure, it's because they're fully matured and they're, they're reproducing like a parent does. And I say all of that to say, hey, where are you, where are we as, as Renewed Church? We're not there yet. We're not there yet. And, and we will constantly, as God gives us opportunity, we will constantly be reproducing and taking on more and more brand new believers and even seekers that don't believe yet to help them come to the fullness of Christ. Key thought, I mentioned it earlier, I want you to get it again. You can be fully devoted and not fully mature yet. You can be fully devoted and not fully mature yet. Because, I say yet, because I don't want you to think, oh, well, I'm going to stay a baby Christian drinking milk, and yet I want to, um, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to be fully devoted in that, that role as a baby Christian. No, no, no. You're, if you're fully devoted, you're going to start taking steps to move from infancy to adolescence to reproducing. You can be fully devoted and not fully mature, but you can't be fully mature and not be fully devoted. So I guess that goes to where our message is, where our series is titled, Where Are You? Where are you? Do you think you're fully mature? And if you do, are you fully devoted? And if not, then why not? It goes back to the other question, the question that we could have titled the sermon, the question that my daughters ask me, why are you there? Why are you there? And in the new year, what better time than right now to say, you know what, you're right, pastor, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm continuing to stay like this. I, I shouldn't. It's a brand new year. I'm going to start some brand new habits. I'm going to commit to some, some new ways of thinking and new ways of living. and I'm not going to stay where I was. I'm going to mature. I'm fully devoted. You could be fully devoted today. You could commit to being fully devoted today. And at the same time, you can commit to, I'm going to begin to mature in my walk with Jesus. I'm going to grow. I'm going to, I'm going to do more than I did last year. I'm going to, I'm going to experience more and have all of these things. I have so much to cover, none of which I got to, but I feel like that if I just do it, like just to help you fill in the blanks, you're going to miss, miss it. So I'm probably just going to two-part this and somehow uh, pick this up next week and hope I can fill others in that, that miss this service. But the main thing that I want you to get is, is January 1st, 2023, let's, let's get fully devoted. Let's get to where we need to be. And let's start the process of maturing. 
Let's start the process of growing. Let's, let's get involved in some of these opportunities to get connected. So next week, come to the guest meal. Next, the, next week, get baptized if you've never been baptized. Fill out the form, renew.miami forward slash baptism, and there's an information there, and then I'll call you. We'll, we'll touch base, and you can get baptized next week. Take that step. Do that. Get involved in uh, the church. Get plugged into the life of the church. Go to growth track the week after that. Join a small group the week after that. All of these things we're doing with intentionality in the beginning of the year to say, hey, it's a new year. What better way to do it? What better time to do it? Oh, and I forgot to mention it's also uh, 21 days. Can I borrow this book? No, the book. 21 days of prayer and fasting. This, this is something that starts next week. We, we have a few of them. We have a limited supply on the table today. It's one per household. Um, we'll have more of them next week. But it starts January 8th through the 28th, 21 days of prayer and fasting. And this is 21 days of prayer to overcome strongholds. I want every household to take one and then you to read it, share it with your family, whoever's in the house, and uh, go with us on this journey as we pray together. And we're going to have live prayers with uh, different leaders from our church that are going to be joining us on Facebook Live at 6 p.m. during the weekdays from January 8th through the 28th. Join us as we get connected, we get plugged in, and we get fully devoted, and we start the maturing process. Amen? Would you stand with me this morning? Bow your heads and close your eyes with me. Oh God, I, uh, I thank you for this service. I thank you for this message. I thank you for these people that are here today to start this new series and start the new year. God, I pray that you would just minister to the hearts and lives of each and every person here, God, that they would say, you know what? This message was for me. Maybe, God, you're calling them out and saying, where are you? Where are you in relationship to, to the Lord? And today can be the day that you say, Jesus, I follow you. Jesus, I surrender to you. Jesus, I'm fully devoted to you. Maybe it's for the, for the adolescent believer that's been kind of on, on the fence between being committed and, 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 and really maturing in their faith. They, they believe in Jesus. Jesus is Lord, but it's the person in the room that's saying, I need to start growing up. I need to start contributing. I need to stop just being a consumer, and I need to start getting plugged in to the life of Renew Church. God, wherever it is for each and every person, I pray that you just speak. I pray that they would listen and say, today's a new year. It's a new me. I'm going to be a new creation. If that's you today, God's speaking to you, and you're just saying, Pastor, pray for me, because God's working in my heart, and I'm I'm going to become fully devoted or, or I, I know where I am and I need, to, I need to grow up a little bit. I need to step, take a step in my walk with Jesus. If that's you today, in any way, I'm not going to call you out or bring you to the front, but if I could just pray for you, just lift your hand and let me know so that I can be in prayer for you. I see your hand over here. Anybody else? I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand all over the room, all sides. I see your hands. You can put your hands down. Thank you. So God, you see every hand, you know every, every person within the sound of my voice that's saying this, they're saying yes to you now. What better decision that they could make. Thank you, oh God, for the work that you're doing in them. Even those that are online, stepping up and saying, you know what, I need to, I need to get committed. I need to become fully devoted. God, do a work 
in them. Help us to, to no longer just be satisfied with the, the, the mediocrity of our faith, but instead to become fully devoted, fully maturing followers of Jesus Christ. To walk with you wherever you lead us, to say yes to you wherever you call us, doing whatever it is that you want to do in our lives. I thank you, O oh God, for the work that's happening in the hearts and lives of these people. Every single person, God, bless them, be with them in this new year, God. Every need represented, every situation, God, you know what people are going through today, what they're facing. I pray that you administer to their needs. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we close out this service, we're going to sing a, a final song. And as we sing a final song, if you need prayer for anything at all. My, my brother Mike, he's going to join me up front here on this side. I'm going to be on this side. If you need prayer for anything at all, just, just join me towards the front. And Carlos, also make your way up here and help me uh, join, join in praying for, for any needs that you have. Let's, let's sing together.
Um, but if you don't, that's okay. Next week, we'll have a ton more. Um, and invite your friends. Let people know, man, we're, we're starting this year off seeking the Lord, fasting, and, and just believing for a great year, man. So I, I want you guys not to just, like, be in the rhythm of this, but to really be intentional and expect God to do some amazing things in this time. To, man, dream big, pray big, and, 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 and ask God to do some really cool things, not only in your life, but like I was saying, man, in this church and in this city, uh, man, I, I'm excited, man. I don't know about you guys. I'm excited about this year and what God is going to do. So join us on our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Um, if you'd like to give to Renew Church, I just want to let you know that there's a few ways to do that. But before that, we are still doing our 90-day our tithe challenge. And uh, for the people that have, that have joined it over the last several weeks, the testimonies are coming in. Like God is moving. Some incredible miracles are just happening from this challenge. So if you want to get in on that, if you want to start off the new year with, with just a, a challenge, the 90-day tithe challenge, it's still available. The whole thing, if you don't know what I'm talking about, is you, you're, you're taking a 90-day challenge to tithe 10% of your income to the church. And if God does not bless you in a tangible way in 90 days, we will refund you all of your money 100 percent it's we're, we're that we're that uh trusting in god we, we believe that much that god will bless his worship so if you want to do that and be a part of that you still can but those three ways to give if you're interested is the first way is in person via the envelopes in the seat pocket in front of you and you can drop them off in a bucket on your way out second way to do that is to do it online by visiting renew.miami forward slash giving and the third and final way to do that is to do it via text by texting give to 786 565-1165. Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for this day again. God, we pray for the offering this morning. God, pray that you would bless it. Pray that you would use it, Father, to continue to build this church, build your kingdom. And I pray that you would bless these people, God, as they trust you, as they worship you, Father. And God, as they just put you first, God. So you know what we're going through. You know what we need. God, we lift it up to you. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. See you next weekend.